the meditation instructions that I'm going to give this morning, I think are in some ways the culmination of the sequence of instructions that we've been unfolding. And in my opinion, they really reveal the genius of Mahasi Sayadaw, who is the, uh, was the Burmese monk who basically founded this kind of lineage of meditation that uh, the three-month course instructions are based on. We've said many times that anything that you experience can be a good focus for mindfulness. And it was really Mahasi Sayadaw's instructions that pointed this out so clearly and explicitly. You do not find this in all lineages of Vipassana, but in this lineage, it's very clear. And the instructions today, I think, will make, it, uh, will make that apparent. But before I get into the instructions, I wanna give a little bit of a preface to this. The instructions I'm going to give today are an approach that I call choiceless attention. And I wanna explain how that, how that works. And so first I wanna talk about this word attention. There was a question yesterday in the hall about attention. And it's something that's really important in mindfulness practice. Attention is the faculty of mind that selects one aspect of our present moment experience to focus on and highlight from all the things that are going on. So just to give the biggest context of what's happening for you right now, take a look at all the things that are in your present moment experience. There's the sense of the body and sitting there are sensations within the body. There are sounds. There's a certain mood or emotion for you. There may be sight. And there are thoughts passing through. This is basically the field of our experience in most sitting meditations. The senses of smell and taste are not very active usually when we're sitting in the hall. But the other senses are active and they're constantly revealing experiences. Attention is the faculty of mind that highlights one of those aspects and settles on it momentarily. Attention, if left to its own devices, keeps moving around. We do this exercise sometimes called Vipassana out loud and we just keep ask the meditator to just keep stating what they're noticing now. And you'll see that it keeps changing. Now I'm aware of a sensation in my knee. Now I'm aware of the sound of a voice. Now I'm aware of an in-breath. Now I'm aware of a mood of calm. Attention keeps flitting between all these different facets of our experience if left to its own devices. So as we've started the meditation instruction, if you remember, in the beginning we asked you to focus on an anchor. And that is picking out some aspect of your experience, body posture, breath, or sounds, and deliberately directing your attention to that part of your experience and coming back to it again and again. So there we were deliberately cultivating a focus on one part of our experience. I'm gonna use the breath as an example 
here, but you could substitute anchor for breath. So once you pick an anchor like the breath, there are basically three ways that you can relate to it with your attention. One is you say, this is going to be the exclusive focus of my directed attention. I'm going to keep noticing the breath. If anything else pulls my attention, I'm not going to let it rest there. I'm going to bring it back immediately to the breath. This is the kind of approach that we use if you're developing concentration practice. If you want to head your practice primarily in the direction of samatha or tranquility, you pick this exclusive focus on the breath. Not many of you are doing that. A few of you are doing that. Not so many of you are doing that. The second way is that there's a preference for the breath. And that says, I'll be with the breath as a focus of directed attention, but if anything comes along that's stronger than that, and it naturally draws my attention, I'll let go of the breath as a focus, and I'll let my attention start to relate to this new phenomenon. In other words, I'll make the attempt to connect and sustain, vitaka and vichara, connect and sustain the attention to the new arising. Could be a sensation, could be a thought, could be a mood or emotion, could be a sound. So in this way, we start to open up to the whole range of the experiences that we're having. But if nothing else is strong or predominant, then we redirect the attention to the breath. It becomes our default, a preferred focus of attention. This is a very nice way to meditate because the coming back to the breath helps establish some of that tranquility uh, focus development in practice. So this is a very good way to practice Vipassana. The way that we're going to talk about today, there is no preference for the breath or your other anchor. So you start, we'll start by connecting to the anchor, but then deliberately unhook the attention and let it go where it will. That's why this approach is called choiceless attention. And then your, your job is to sit back and notice where the attention is landing in each new moment. So you're not trying to control it or direct it, but that means you have to be really fresh and alert and awake to see where it is landing because it's not going to be predictable. So this is what we'll explore today. Can we let go of an anchor, open the attention up, and still stay present enough to see where it's landing moment after moment after moment? This is the basic outline of the instructions that Mahasi Sayadaw invented. And I think it's a really beautiful way to practice because it makes clear anything that arises can be a focus for mindfulness. Mindfulness doesn't need to get lost in the face of any experience that you're having. Okay, that's one way to describe this practice. The other way to describe it, equally valid, is the practice of what's happening now. So in each new moment, you're answering the question, what's happening now? And what's happening is where your attention is landing. Attention keeps alighting on something. It will illuminate that aspect of experience, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, 
thought, emotion. And your job is to be with what's happening now. These are just two different ways to describe this practice of choiceless attention. Okay, having used up most of our instruction time, we'll move into the formal meditation instruction. So please sit comfortably, finding in your posture that balance of relaxation and ease with the sense of uprightness, alertness. And what you find in your posture will be reflected in your mind's relationship to the moment. Balance of firmness and relaxation. And then please begin by connecting with your anchor. It could be the experiencing of the in-breath and out-breath. It could be connecting with the overall feeling of your body as you sit, the body posture. It could be an openness to sounds as they arise all around you, in front, behind, right and left. Whatever helps you stabilize your attention in the present moment. So here we're deliberately directing our attention to one aspect of our experience, breath, body, or sounds. And now let go of any effort to direct your attention to your anchor and simply open in a very wide and receptive way 
to the whole field of conscious experience in this moment. And notice that within this whole field, there are sensations and mood or emotion, the breathing, sounds, and thoughts coming and going. Notice that these are the usual elements of our experience. This is the inventory of our sitting meditation experience. And in the instructions up to this point, we've gone into detail about how to relate with mindfulness to each of these facets of experience. So you know how to practice giving mindful attention to each of the aspects of your present moment experience. And now allowing the attention to stay very open and undirected. Just begin to notice moment after moment where the attention is moving to. If you'd like, it can be helpful to make a soft mental note or label of where the attention is landing. It can be a support for staying present while the attention is not anchored to any particular facet. And so you might just make a soft mental note every few seconds where you notice the attention alighting. The notes might sound something like in, hearing, sensing, out, thinking, sensing, sound, and so on. The note is optional. You might experiment to see if it helps you stay present. If you'd like to use the mental noting, keep it soft like a whisper and keep the main emphasis on the direct experience of that sense contact. And we'd say keep the attention 90% with the sense contact and just have the note be a soft whisper in the background. But the note's not required. If you can pay attention to the present moment arising without it, that's fine. Paying mindful attention moment after moment to whatever attention is highlighting.
Sometimes if one experience is predominant, attention may stay there for a while. That's fine. You're letting it do whatever it chooses. Just be there to notice, oh, attention has landed and is staying here. But then also notice, is the attention continuously there or does it land there and still dart off to notice other things happening? Just staying alert to all the subtle movements of attention.
Sometimes letting go of the anchor can bring up a little insecurity or confusion, not quite being certain how to practice. So if that happens, notice the insecurity or confusion as the new aspect of experience. If it continues and it's difficult to find mindfulness happening, just return to your anchor again. You have a reliable refuge there. Steady the attention in the present moment again. And when you feel ready, open up to the approach of choiceless attention.
what's happening now. Keeping alive this alert interest in where attention is landing and being mindful of that aspect of sense contact.
I'd like to mention again these three styles of practice. One, exclusive focus on the anchor. Most of you that doesn't really apply to, that's a samatha kind of instruction. So those of you who are doing vipassana, you have types two and three to work with. Two, there's a preferred emphasis on the anchor, but an openness to other predominant experiences. Number three, no preference for the anchor, just an openness to anything that's happening in the present moment. Number two provides the advantage of giving uh, an ongoing focus that will help steady the attention in the present moment. So it has a little bit of that concentration flavor to it. Number three, because it's taking out an additional area of will or effort, you know, bringing back the attention to the same focus again and again, can give a greater sense of relaxation. And number three, I think has this, it's almost like what I'd call organic meditation. It's the meditation God intended us to do because it's just so natural. Be aware of what's happening now. That's really its beauty. But there's a risk to this kind of meditation because it's so open, the mindfulness can start to slip away. There's not a clear chosen focus. The mindfulness can start to diminish and you don't quite notice it. And then you find more and more time is spent with thinking, but you're not really mindful of each thought. And this is what leads to the condition that Joseph Goldstein describes as kind of mindful. So this open attention can lead into a little bit of driftiness. You're kind of mindful, still connecting to the present, but you're not really noticing the times when you're not connecting to the present. So what I encourage for most of you is to develop both two and three. And as the retreat goes on, your learning can be how do you balance the strengths of each one? When do you need to come back and refocus on the anchor to generate more uh, steadiness in the present moment? And once you have that steadiness and stability, then when can you open up to all the changing objects and retain the stability and the clear mindfulness in doing it? So kind of knowing when to move back and forth between number two and number three, can happen in the, in the space of one sitting. You might move from one to the other. It can happen several times over the course of a day in your sittings. Okay, so we have time for questions. John, could you take a microphone if there are questions? Thanks. And we'll start with Whitney over on the left. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.